0: Here are some things that I can do in 15 minutes. Take a shower. Do a Joe Wicks workout. Think about a new Facebook status, write the status, and then delete the status again because it makes me seem weird. Make a nice omelette, probably with cheese and onion, maybe some pancetta. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Or have a conversation with my mate Flav about random subjects, often of your choosing. 15 minutes, open brackets with Flav and Windy, close brackets. A new podcast where we chat for 15 minutes and then when the time is up, we stop. A good use of our time and a good use of your time. Subscribe now on all of your usual podcast platforms. Spurs in full cry here. Welcome listeners to The Extra Inch, I'm Wendy, I'm joined with Nathan and Bardi, hello lads.
1: Hello Wendy! <laughs> <laughs> Totti was wrong, one cup, he's never going to win one cup, Kane should leave, go to Celtic, win all the cups, fuck it, run away. <laughs> he scored
2: four goals today man, don't even worry about. <laughs>
1: Right, we've got no running order. I feel utterly miserable. I don't even know if I to be bothered to host, to be honest. Does anyone
0: want to host? Go on,
2: buddy.
1: Me? No, I can't host. I'm. Uh, I'm. That's not in my skill set. I'm. Um. I'm like Musa Sotoko. My skill set is very limited and very defined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I don't have the ability to knit things together. No. I can run around and pick Straight up a few lines. loose strays here. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Straight <laughs> lines. You'll loose run passes. All <laughs> run all exactly. I run all day. Fill in it right back. But if you want me to set a counter attack in motion, I've I've got a really heavy first touch and no vision. Alright.
2: Well in that case, uh let's uh let's forget chronology. Windy, you tweeted
0: after the game. Do you want to talk us through what you tweeted? Mm. Mm. I tweeted uh that I'm done with Jose Mourinho. So let me read my tweet I was open-minded about Mourinho and I really liked the early signs and new Jose. My doubts crept in when he publicly destroyed Ndombele. Some of his decision-making around team selection then was eyebrow-raising. I'm done now. Team selections, tactics, use of subs, reliance on brackets bad favourites.
2: Okay, well about 20 minutes has passed since then. Do you feel the same now as you did then?
0: I actually feel more done with Mourinho now than I did when I tweeted that. Um, And so what I realised... I actually thought the first half was okay. I was, Me too. I, I, I thought we played well in the first half. We had some good counter-attacks. Bergwijn was was um, making me happy. Mm. I was very pleased with his performance. I thought Lo Celso played well. I thought we looked relatively solid. We were very unfortunate to go in 1-0 down. Uh, I thought uh, Oliver Norwood should have been sent off. The sure. handball incident was very unfortunate. And I, I felt like we'd win the game. And then we came out. I thought we started the second half on the back foot. There seemed to be a sort of lack of... Um, how to describe it? Lack of just, yeah, front footedness, I suppose. We, we seem to be too passive, probably the best way of putting it. And then he took Bergvine off. And at that point, I sort of realised that I'd completely lost hope in us having a chance of coming back in, in this game. But not just that, it it kind of encapsulated my lack of hope that I've had probably since before um, before lockdown started. And supporting a football club is all about a sense of hope and optimism Definitely. and looking forward to the next game and, and the series of games and and what you could achieve at the end of the season and I have absolutely no hope for Spurs anymore under Jose Mourinho and that is why I'm done with him. Buddy do you feel differently?
1: Um, I've I've always been a bit more hopeful when it comes to to Jose Mourinho. I always thought that we would be able, he'd be able to find a, a system or something to to make us work. But a bit like windy as well. Today, today the Bergwijn substitution was was weird. I, Bergwijn wasn't doing amazing, but he he offered us more hope than, than Lucas did. And, and son, and and son, and son. To be fair, but then you know, son got his assist, and, and son doesn't matter how bad son is, he's still worth a goal. He's still worth something and he's one of those players that I would keep on the pitch as long as possible, sure. especially over someone like Lucas. The only I mean, it wasn't even like the fact that he was taking off Aurier and putting Lucas at right back because that wasn't even that in that substitution thing. It's 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 Mourinho's lack of of putting putting together a a plan. He's had he's had a week nearly to think about this match, um, and that's what scares me the most. Here is he's not rushing through games, finding a way to win one game and win the next. We've actually had a lot of time on the training pitch. We've pretty much got a full squad available, and for the for the players to have a to have a lack of plan, a lack of cohesiveness, and just for Mourinho just to just to fail to grasp the fact that Lucas and Bergwijn, who I am a fan of, in those kind of half spaces against a really compact shuffled United team, is never going to work. Like the, the, the 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 fear of the, the the chance to hit them over the top was wasn't there. They they got their goal and they sat back and defended deep, and our lack of reaction to Sheffield United's tactics is what worries me the most. It's interesting.
0: Bardi, they they had nine days. They had nine days to, mm. to prepare for this. And my, my overriding feeling was that all of the good things in the first half came through our good players doing good things, rather than a tactical system being employed that got the best out of our players. As far as I can see, the tactical system is still, uh, when you've got the ball, you slip into a 3-4-3, with Ben Davis filling in as a left-side centre-back, and the aim is to get Serge Aurier as high up the pitch as possible and put crosses in, which he's very mixed at. He's... His crossing in this game was hopeless. He has put in some crosses in the past, but he's not exactly, um, you know, a a threat. He's not creative. He's not a threat. And so that being a primary tactic is hugely problematic. Hugely problematic. And I mean, this encapsulates everything that makes me feel down about Spurs. Mourinho's four favourites, and I I I think I can say they're favourites because he does have alternatives for all of them, are Serge Aurier, Lucas Moura, Ben Davis, and Moussa Soko, who I think are four of our worst (laughs) players. <laughs> I know Sissoko's, uh, Sissoko's a fan's favourite, You know, he's a cult hero, but I think they are four of our worst, inverted commas, footballers, and Mourinho wants to pick them over and over and over, and that makes me feel really down about the future of Spurs under Jose Mourinho.
1: Yeah, I... Sissoko yeah Sissoko shouldn't it, in, in any game where we're going to control possession Sissoko's not the player to play he's he's fine running about harrying around and tackling players but in a game where you've got 70% of the ball you don't want it going into Sissoko and having him trying to dictate tempo Lo Celso, I thought they did an excellent job on but he wasn't he wasn't helped by um, by the amount of times Lucas had his back to goal and the ball went into him and it just kind of literally just bounced off him there was one where Sissoko gave away a corner from the halfway line and it was just <laughs> It was just a, a collection of bad passing and bad first touch into Lucas. it bubbled up, he chipped it back to Sissoko. who didn't, i don 't even know what he was doing it was it was it was bad football, but Tottenham's tactics for the last eighteen months have been get it to the good players and let's see what they can do. So mm. there's not much of a change in the system there. But yeah, I mean, I thought Winks did okay against United. Did Winks, Winks played against United. Yes. I imagine. No, those? he did. Yeah, Winks played against United. Did okay. No, I thought he, he, did, should... he did okay. He did
2: okay. But Lascelles yeah. has been his replacement and his performance better. Yeah.
0: Nathan, Nathan, give us some give us some cold analysis <laughs> that, that that makes me somehow feel better mm. about this
2: situation uh or can you not no no i can i i feel very differently to both of you in that i was negative about this appointment from the off um but i thought that we were fine today basically despite the scoreline i think we over the last three games so united west ham blades we've we've um, come out with this very uh, sort of original Jose Mourinho, or maybe sort of. I, I mean, I guess to return to my the video I did on on Chelsea in fourteen fifteen, there's sort of a a C rate version of that mid block encounter. Um, occasional bits of pressing once we're attacking the third final third. Um, some vague idea, less than vague, but not especially in, uh, expressive or creative. But some kind of positional system with uneven fallbacks. Um I've been really impressed with Moussa Sissoko um, in these last three games. You know, if we consider that, clearly our biggest problem area was midfield. Um, I think the Sissoko and Winks, and then even better, the Sissoko and the Celso combination is, looks really well, really good. I've been frustrated with the substitution. Specifically, we're not seeing, you know, Domblé coming off the bench until just now. We haven't been seeing Sessignon coming off the bench. Um, but I thought he played Sessignon
1: well. wasn't even on the bench, was No, well, well, there
2: you go. Um, I don't know if there's an injury there, mate maybe that would give him some excuse but this is a very very special young player that, that he's just not seeing minutes at all which is really frustrating because obviously we we do want to eventually you know get beyond Ben Davies and, and and anyway this is a distraction from the major point which is that yeah I thought we played pretty decently in the first half I think we were very unlucky with refereeing and video refereeing decisions Um, I think that we took our foot off the pedal a little bit in the second half but we're also uh, seeing more and more of the ball and it felt like it was inevitable that our equaliser would come and i think that's why the blades were able to catch us off off guard because we were relaxed and passive and calm and taking our turn at being out of possession confident that we would have it back in a minute and we can save some energy and they they just catch us flat-footed and i think that once that second goal went in once we're two nil down we just um we kind of collapsed in this game. I don't think that's collapsing us this, this season. Away, I don't think that's us collapsing on the current manager. I think that just happens when you, once you combine an unlucky first goal, an unlucky denial of our own equaliser, and then um, you know, Blades doing really well. I don't want to take away, you know, they they, they rode the um, the momentum of the game very smartly in this match and took their chance when they had it and just caught us flat footed and then uh, and that was it, you know. But like I said, Gain scored four goals. I I. Tw- I tweeted at half-time that we were playing functionally but dull, and a lot of people on Twitter were upset that I described this as dull, and I tweeted at full-time that I thought we played well, and a lot of people were upset that I described this as playing well, (laughs) so, uh, (laughs) you know, it's an interesting game, I just, I don't know, I mean i I've been except for a champions league run I've been very um unimpassioned about this team for what is closing in on two years now really so um I feel very distant and i i guess that gives me a place to sort of yeah like you say be cold about it from um but i i i'm not i don't think it's worth focusing too much on this particular game basically.
0: Yeah, I find it hard to disagree with um, with your analysis of the game. Um, I also tweeted at halftime that I, I thought we were playing well and got a lot of angry responses saying this is awful. <laughs> and I kind of reflected on it and thought, you know what? We're not playing well. We're playing well for Mourinho's Tottenham. That's that's fair.
2: I think, I mean, I guess rather than sort of try to, for me or you or whatever, to like have a go at Spurs fans or whatever, it's, it's clearly a very divided fan base at the moment and things are very much up in the air rather than being anyone's fault, obviously. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think every, I think everybody would be, I think everybody, no matter what side of the Jose line you stand, I think everyone would be a lot more um, positive for this team if if there was some kind of hope for the future. I I said a few weeks ago that what I wanted to see from return from Tottenham is some kind of forward planning for the future. Okay, but then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, you know, you've got you can you can sniff top four. Leicester aren't doing particularly well. Everything else that there's a possibility there. So I was I was willing to. Let that slide. I was willing to let the future plans go go in the bin in order to scrape top top five. But now, now top four is done. Um, I want to see the next game. I want to see a blueprint of Tottenham Hotspur next season. I think we should just bin off everybody that he doesn't expect to be at the club. And if that is Ndombele, then don't even put him on the bench. Do an Arteta. Just don't put him on the bench. Stop the conversation and just put your team forward. And this is your team that, that you want to start next season with. And these are the areas that you explained to the chairman that you want to to strengthen and I think I think a lot of us would be on board with that if he has plans for Bele to play next season then he he plays every single minute until his legs fall off and then you take him off and then you put on to soko or somebody <laughs> that and I would I would be I would, I would take a 3-1 defeat with Sessignon at left back even Jedson at right back and then <laughs> you know yeah. a at least yeah at least an experimental team that he's learning and he's going to put those steps in motion for next year I'd I'd forgive I've forgiven for that. Let me um,
0: let, let me make the second point of my thesis on why I'm down about Tottenham right now, and that is that I think Jose Mourinho is an arsehole, and I think his behaviour uh, initially when he joined Spurs was that of a man trying to trying to either improve as a person or pretend that he's improving yes. as a person. Hmm. I, I I want to give him the benefit of doubt and say that he was trying to grow as a person, and he sure. behaved really really well in press conferences. I thought he was very polite. Uh, he was he was nice about the club nice about the It was almost over and... the top. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. But I, it made me feel, oh, you know what, maybe he's not mm. all bad. And, you know, if we coldly look at his what he's saying now in press conferences, he's an asshole. I mean, the the, the thing in midweek about their the, about the drama, about, you know, big clubs have big players on the bench, there's no drama, bloody bloody blah. The reason there's a drama, mate, is because you didn't give Ndombele 10 minutes in one of the two games. You gave him zero yeah. minutes. The, you could have quashed that. You could have, there was no need for any talking point there give him five minutes give him five minutes in each game show that you're willing to put him on the pitch don't just throw him on when you need him and to the point where he looks I mean he looks horrendously unfit and no doubt no reason obviously he's going to look unfit if he's not had any minutes like he's going to be a big lump if you're not playing him oh my god I I, I just that that really winds me up the treatment of Ndombele really winds me up and it might be that he's the worst pro ever but this is not the way to manage him Certainly possible
1: but go on yeah, but then you you manage you manage the situation better. You don't put him on the bench. You just remove the conversation. You remove it and then you just say he's not in my plans. And then be done with it. Exactly. The- that is no drama. That is no drama. That's that's no drama. That's exactly. You just bin him off but I don't know I think I think always recording after after a defeat is always dangerous just as it is mm-hmm. almost as dangerous as recording after a victory where you're all hyped up the game where we um, we beat wolves away you know that was amazing we were terrible but we won the game and you know there's, there's danger of winning when you win the Man City game for example um, so it's always dangerous it's just as dangerous when you win games and you, you react to the victory but I don't know where I'm going to go with this but I, <laughs> I
2: like a Sisoko
1: surging right in God yeah, you want him God redemption. <laughs> there's redemption there is redemption in football there's so many games coming now that we can win the next one and then you just forget stuff things slip away if you win a match forget it learn from your mistakes man don't that 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 contract uh, the Eric Dyer's contract if it's in the post have a word with the postman. it just never gets there you know like in, in Goodfellas where they they pay off the postman so he, the um, little Henry's um, Henry's re- report card never gets home so because the, the, they paid off the post and letters never arrive. Pay off the postman so his contract never gets it. Because- take take a
0: baseball bat to every printer
1: at the training ground. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was there was some bad defending, and the, the the you know it's bad defending when you make a good defender like Sanchez look like he doesn't know what he's doing because you're just you're not marking anything and you're forcing your other centre-back to try and jump across two players to cut out a pullback. He's awful. The, awful. the other thing about that though, Bardi, is that oh,
0: oh, I think Dyer had played really well in the previous two games, yeah. don't get me mm. wrong. Uh, however, Toby Alderweireld is clearly our best defender. Yeah. Why is he not playing? He's our best... He, not only is he our best defender, he's one of our best players.
2: It makes sense for him to miss the first or even the second game entirely because of fitness reasons, but like you just saw with Ndombele... And I appreciate that it's harder to sub centre backs on, especially when you're in a losing situation. Um, obviously Vitonga came on as a fullback, but like you you want to see with Indon without a um, with Ses Yong, that there is some kind of sign towards progress and that they mm. aren't being frozen out of the team. And I think that like Bardi was saying earlier, if you want to be talking about, like, signs about where we're going, like, you can put up with poor performances and poor results if there's some sort of promise. But, like, if we're sacrificing our record transfer, if we're sacrificing the final couple of years of Alderweireld while he's still at the top level, we'll send it back. If we're sacrificing the, the future of Sessegnon, like, what are we sacrificing all those things for to to play mid-block yeah. and counter and lose to, to Sheffield United? <laughs> I think it's interesting what Wendy said about like Mourinho being an arsehole and like him sort of being performatively nice for the first few weeks and then it collapsing because it's been a very similar story with our tactics in that you know when he first got here it was much more proactive uh, pressing higher up and we also heard reports of him giving this presentation to Daniel Levy where he said he was you know where he analysed his own weaknesses and and explains the way he was going to change how he managed and again you know what we're seeing now what we've seen in this last three games, and I will again repeat, we've been very functional in the last three games. I've been happy with our performances, even in this loss. The last three games since lockdown is sort of classic Mourinho defensive mid-block encounter which could well be a requirement of this scenario of of the sort of post-pandemic football of no pre-season to finish off a post-season kind of nonsense it doesn't make much sense and you can put up with it that way but I don't know where is the promise where is the persuasion that we will you know he will once again return us to a new kind of football he's never played before. Just as soon as we have the chance, and who will those players be? You know,
0: well, maybe maybe Bardi's right. Maybe the litmus test is the next team selection. Whether he whether he starts playing some of the players that he has faith in for the future. Whether we see a few changes. Whether he when is our next tries match? new partnerships. Few days, isn't it? Jesus, that's a depressing. It's um,
1: Sunday. It's on Sunday.
0: Monday. Monday night against Everton, isn't it? Monday versus Everton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's, Everton there's, are functioning pretty well at the moment.
1: There's, there's, he's, a, he's, he's very PR savvy, and that's the way he gets out of this. Because now, ninth at the table, miles off top five. Prob- we're not going to get Europa League, so now if he's, now you're going to experiment. Now's the time to experiment. Put Jetson in, start in Dombele, start Sessegnon, um recall Car Walker-Peters, whoever. Just, um,
2: <laughs> Maximum chaos. Just, I want to see Cameron speakers yeah, start up top.
1: That's what we should do. Give Oliver
0: Skipper go at the base of our midfield. Why not? What have you got to lose?
1: Exactly. There's there's nothing. There's nothing to lose now. We, he's it can't it can't get any worse. <laughs> other than losing to other than losing to Arsenal, it can't get any worse. That's. But um. bum bum Yeah. But But um. I would take finishing below. I'd take finishing below Arsenal if we beat them. There, you know, I'd take that. Yeah. A little bit of, little bit of joy. No, I hear what you're saying. It's been a long time. We're
2: not going to get Champions League. I don't care about Europa League. No. I would rather see us no. um, try and fail to do something worthwhile with exciting players than, um, than sort of drift through playing, you know, functional but dull football with Lucas, Sissoko and Oria. 100%. I hear what you say. Mm. I don't think that, like, I don't think the Spurs fan base would put up with us losing the season out. But, trying something I mean essentially I think that's what we saw from Pochettino this season for yeah. you know four months was yeah. trying to return to the football we played in the season before trying to integrate our new attacking players and failing Um, and he, it, that cost him his job.
0: Yeah you're right you're right and and, and also, you're also right about the functional dull football Nathan and the the concern with that is functional dull football is fine if you grind out enough wins and if you yeah. finish in the top two or top three or top four but there are too many good teams now you know we're seeing we spoke about how good Man you were um, the other week they're, they're a really really good side they've got so much potential Chelsea are a good team they've got fabulous young players they're making good signings they're going to be really strong next year Liverpool and City don't even need us to talk about them Wolves are better than us Leicester are better than us you know the, we, functional dull football is not going to even get us finishing in the top six next year I don't know I, think it, I
2: think it could I, I think that again I'll make that that Chelsea in 1415 comparison, I think it's completely feasible that we could, um, tactically and also on a similar talent level, replicate those kind of performances, and I think that that can get you third and i think a lot of fans would be very happy with that for me that's not like an aspirational approach to football Mm. um in performance or result that is that worthwhile but i mean if you you know (laughs) what we'd never do what would make sense to me is to ride that out you know get a champions league finish with bad football and then sack the manager of course that's not how football Mm. is operated if he's succeeding he's he will continue but um I mean, I I, I still, I wouldn't rule out from this point, you know, saying that we'll play football like this next season and we'll amass, you know, 83 points. I think that's completely feasible. I just don't think that that is that worthwhile.
0: It's not feasible if he keeps playing some of these players. You know, we're not going to amass 83 points of Lucas Moura in our front line. That's my fear. That's this is this is it. This, this is what it comes down to. It's my it's my fear that he 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 values pragmatism mm. over anything else, and that is so restrictive and also unentertaining. And actually, I, I just don't think I don't think Lucas Mourinho is even good in terms of pragmatism. I, I think he sees him as something he's not, um, which which concerns me.
1: I don't think Mourinho in his in his coaching careers ever had a, a squad this wonky before. Because wherever he's been before, at least they've had a. a there's been a, a semblance of a spine there and he's inherited a team which has no spine. Um, yeah, and then the top of our spine is Harry Kane who's, who's great but, but he's yeah, not, he's not thing, able to carry this team enough.
0: The thing is though, Bardi, you've got two players who are who are solid, who can make up part of a solid but unspectacular in some ways spine on the bench in Alderweireld and Winks. Now, I, I don't think Harry Winks is a well-beater. I said in the last podcast that I would be happy mm. for us to sell Winks or Sissoko. I, I do think... Think though that Winks is our best possession midfielder, yep. and I think in a, in a game against Sheffield United where you're expecting to keep the ball, playing Winks is a is a no brainer. W- that it seems obvious.
2: I've, I've got I've got I've got to disagree. I I I I'm really happy with the Sissoko Losalso midfield, uh, and I I have you know I feel similarly about Winks, similarly positively. But I think that the, the Sissoko Losalso midfield makes a lot of sense right now. To be honest, I think Losalso is is our better possession midfielder, and I mean <laughs> my God, I, I gone.
0: Ugh. He was—he was just horrendous. He was horrendous in possession today. Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's really fine at things like protecting the ball. And winning it back and and giving and laying it off to another player to to do something with. As soon as he gets the ball in the final third, it's an absolute nightmare. It's there's no decision making at all. For um,
2: sure. But I don't think Winks gets there.
0: No, but he gives the ball to other players in that in that space. Would
2: you be interested to see a Winks and a Celso midfield then? Is that what you want? Very
0: much so. Very. Much I mean, so. I'm certainly open I'd to the idea that. of it. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, we ought to talk about the VAR incident, also.
1: Uh, this VAR stuff is is bullshit, and it's <laughs> it's not VAR being bullshit. It's, it's Tottenham's rumors. reaction to yeah, it's Tottenham's reaction to this VAR oh, stuff true. which annoys me. Is we if the goal was disallowed? Get on with it. Move on. Mourinho, sit down sharp. It's Sheffield United. They <laughs> they they're terrible. Just play football, win the game. That.
2: I take your general point. Definitely. The,
0: yeah. They they had they had major injury problems throughout their team mm, though. It's true. I mean, this isn't even Sheffield United at their best. This is Sheffield United with three or four key players
1: missing. We just we just allow the the, the problem is I I hate it when something happens and Mourinho is able to use that as a deflection and he I haven't seen his post match interview yet. I haven't read it. I haven't seen it online or anything. But I'm sure. Oh, with the VAR, it would have been one one. Yeah. Shut up! It doesn't matter. They, you overcome that get on with it yes there was the the elbow on sun but that I don't think that was a straight red it was probably a second yellow but var is not there to look at second yellows it the, the lucas handball ridiculous it should have been a goal but it it, it, it was <laughs> literally you know of course you, the of course you're right <laughs> of course like
0: you are you are undoubtedly right Barty, and and Spurs should just get on with it but i do think it's worth a bit of a deep dive into the the, the, the process here because there are some issues and I don't think the issues are with the video system Referee, which in this instance, annoyingly, I think the video assistant
1: referee did its job.
0: Yeah, which is enforced. The yeah, rules pro- as the rim. problem yes. is
1: that the rules are fucking shit. Yes, but that, 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 yes, I agree with the the rules are terrible. But um, the, the rules are terrible. But the rules are applied, and the rules are wrong. Uh, what, I, what scares me is that if you allow common sense to then enter the VAR room which has got yeah. Michael Oliver in there you're even you even in a worse situation because they don't have any comments they, they've taken these goddamn awful referees they've taken them off the pitch and they've put them in their pajamas in, in a room <laughs> looking at screens the eye in the put, sky put Nathan in, put Nathan in there at least he knows what he's no, talking I don't know about the rules,
2: and he the rules don't make any sense I refuse to referee until we've clarified what any of the rules are and what they mean and
1: put a lawyer Put a lawyer in there. (laughs) You
2: definitely don't want a lawyer in there if you want results in VAR within a week. (laughs)
0: There's, there's two layers of bullshit here. The, the bullshit is that the handball the handball law is in some ways simplified now, but it's mm. it's leading to some ludicrous decisions. So if an attacking player touches the ball with his arm in an in a, in the attacking phase, then it's handball and and goals are disallowed, and that is that is it. There's no discussion. And the ball was blasted into Lucas's upper arm um, from point blank range. So it, of course it hits his arm, but and that's the rule, and it's correctly ruled out. But it's bullshit. The second Second thing is VAR is there to, to to serve a particular purpose on on particular incidents. Fine, but when there's like an obvious correction to make, like a red card, surely it, yeah, it needs to be given some. It needs to be given a little bit more freedom to actually correct yeah. things. Oh, yeah. I mean, even even with this um th- this allowed Harry Kane goal. The, the the correct decision in hindsight would have been to give spurs a free kick for the foul on lucas i mean like for the, me the, the, the correct decision
2: the, is allow the goal <laughs> yes well
0: <laughs> if if the handball rule is 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 good yes. then yeah the goal should be allowed okay
2: but at least, like, do... So what it is, is the handball is a reviewable event, but the foul is not a reviewable event. Yeah, exactly.
0: It. It's the it's the it's limit insane, it? to which VAR can go to correct things, so you end up with the worst of both worlds. Uh, and I get it, they want to protect referees, but as we've discussed before, referees are making poor decisions because they expect VAR to mop up their poor decisions, and it's not mopping up the decisions because it doesn't have the remit to do so. And so you end up with an
1: absolute mess of a, of a... Football
0: match.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. I did find it quite funny when um, Sheffield United hit the side netting, and the guy in charge of the the DJ in front of the <laughs> in charge of the crowd noise put the goal music on the goal yeah, crowd. Yeah, well, that was quite funny. I was hoping they would have a button that went ah as the, <laughs> as the away fans celebrate the fact that they thought it was a goal, but they didn't have that sound effect, which which was a shame. That would have brightened my mood a bit. So just
2: like I don't want to pretend when I criticise managers that managing an elite football club is an easy thing to do it's also not easy to get the rules to a the most played sport in the world's perfect either yeah. um michael cox has made this point before but it's like um People want two things, right? Fans, football fans across the world, they want two major things, right? They want consistency and they want common sense. And these two things are completely the opposite of one another. Uh, mm. So it's it's a matter of you know if 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 Lucas's is, isn't a handball, then uh, why is Lorente's? Even though it wasn't at the time, because the rules changed since then. Because that's by wording a consistency, but you would also think that common sense would have them opposed. So, I don't know, it's a a difficult thing to get right, but you can still feel when it's very obviously wrong, um, and that's where the frustration comes from.
0: Yeah, there was a real sense of injustice in the the disallowed Harry Kane goal for for numerous reasons. Which one? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 Lucas and Ball. What about
2: the other ones then? Um, what
0: did you think of the other ones?
2: I missed the what, so the, the what was you know uh, the mild shove incident on the third one and the second one OK, was offside. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 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 shove I thought was correctly disallowed, but was harsh. Fairly soft. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We're clutching well, clubs. Okay. What now, do, okay.
2: Uh, Ignoring that three of his four goals were disallowed, what did you think of Kane's performance? If you can separate it from the team, or what did you think of his athleticism? I guess is the more important question here.
1: I mean, we didn't after the in the second half, we didn't really see much athleticism. He played as a point man, but the ball never got into him very, got into him at all. I thought he was very cut off he he wasn't coming deep which was good and bad he wasn't really getting involved hmm. in anything hmm. but he was he was he was i felt he was a threat and had the service into him been better, I think he probably would have scored a couple more goals. But yeah, so I'm not too down about. I'm not too down about Kane. I felt he regressed slightly
0: from the last match sure. um, in terms of his touch and decision making, but was
1: significantly better than the first match.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't he should step away from free kicks now for the rest of his life. He's done. He's done. With he's free just kicks. it's the same power
2: technique every time, and he never gets any dip yeah. on the ball. I don't <laughs> like I. I yeah. Love him to bits, but like, what, what, what is the approach there? What is the like, what is the thinking process? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, Let, yeah. Lesson.
1: let's just go short. Every free kick, even direct or not. Just go short. Just tap it, go short and work it. I would say free kicks
0: and corners, just pass them back to Hugo.
2: So as we're discussing this right now, I'm watching the City-Liverpool game and Phil Foden has just scored, I think he's scored something like his fourth goal in four (laughs) games, which I think really highlights the value that the five-sub system, obviously he started this game, um, Mm. could be giving clubs like ours who have talent but also have young talent on the bench. Phil Foden has Mm. stagnated for so long and it's been so frustrating you know for him I imagine but watching him as well especially the comparisons between him and Sancho is that Sancho's getting playtime and Foden's rolling away on the bench and now finally that there are all these games in this period of time but also all these opportunities to bring young players on Foden's finally breaking through into the City team Um, I guess they've also they've just lost the league so they can afford to experiment but like we were saying earlier that's Mm. a similar situation for us I think the Foden situation basically underlines the, the opportunity we have to you know give Young and then Belay uh, minutes. And skip. And skip minutes, yeah, 100%. Um,
1: yeah. We've got some um, um, Mourinho quotes, fresh, hot off the press from Dan Kilpatrick. Okay, yes. here we go. Um, Mourinho, this is on VAR. The man on the pitch is the assistant referee. The referee is in the VAR office. We are going in a direction that's really bad for the beautiful game. The game that everybody fell in love with. And then he also goes on to criticise his players' mental strength. He says, "You have to be ready to cope with negative moments and go to the last minute." Now I know more. Now I know. Now I know more. The profile of my players. I felt it. I feared that in the second half we wouldn't be strong enough to cope. Oh my God! That is. <laughs> So toxic Yeah That's very Sherwood
0: I mean he's He's properly throwing Them under the bus there He's he's basically saying I knew at half time That we had no chance So What did he say at half time What was How was he behaving at half time To to G up our players And send them out there To perform better Because what I saw In the second half Was a lot worse Showing than the first half Which implied to me That the half time Team talk was no good So If he's now saying That he knew at half time That we weren't going to win I mean that Kind of explains away The second half is
2: a very similar mm. squad to one that went to the Champions League final last season so if there's mental weakness who is responsible for it
0: that seems like a good place to end <laughs> no let's
2: uh <laughs> let's uh Bardi do you have anything positive positive? and if you don't have anything positive to say about football I'll bring this around to all of us you can say something
1: positive that isn't about football at all um I'm 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 the I'm the positive one <laughs> in the <normal> group. <laughs> Um, Sissoko works as a defensive player in his own half I agree with you on that um, I'm still I'm not too down about la, so- la Celso, and I still think we've got an almighty player in Bergvine if used correctly Chris what you got? A deafening silence. Yeah. I'm 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 I'm
0: down with I'm down with Bergvine, I think he's class. Yeah, man. Uh it's it's my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow and she's been shielding and I can't wait to spend the day with her. Hell yeah, man. Oh nice.
1: Oh I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really that's a real positive thing. Not to not to shit on your things, Wendy. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Similarly
2: positive events. Uh, okay, uh, if you don't like Tottenham, you can watch other games, and they're never on at the same time at the moment. So there's my positive. Peace, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers, boys.
0: You've been listening to the Extra Inch. Thanks to Nathan A. Clark for production. Thanks to Bardi for being Italian. Thanks to Adam Gardner for the artwork. Thanks to David Lindner for our intro music. You can find him on Twitter at Davy Shambles and his soundcloud D. Lindner. Do check him out, he's great. Great, great. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Extra Inch. Email us via podcast at theextrainch.com. And subscribe via your usual podcast platforms. And if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving us a rating and review. That would really help.